the first topic was education and learning and government and politics mm. now you say things that most people find difficult to swallow though they know it's true i think i would say that i find i find that um, my challenge is to say things in a way that people that isn't offensive and isn't reactionary that's mm. uh, you know accurate and um, also provocative provocative enough for them to think but accurate enough for them to allow you to say that perhaps yeah and also that you know if i make a point it should try and be valid mm -hmm. uh, as much as possible or at least in principle i mean i'm more a i'm more a creative thinker than a scientific thinker but mm -hmm. it's sort of like science fiction that's how i look at it so you know science fiction's interesting because even if it's true or not it's still interesting to think about well you you take people into realms that they dare not care not and don't know exist perhaps yeah so i mean I, 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 people tell me i you know i should be talking more and things because hmm. tell well, me a bit about money what's your attitude well i mean my attitude is uh, not it's it's formulated partially on my own experiences but also um those experiences allowed me to explore deeper and, and because i was working on uh, Let, let's just say you know I was about 15 when I started reading about Marxism I was uh, looking into you know, I was inspired by things like Star Trek where they have a society which doesn't need money and things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. um there's also the the aspect that um it, traditionally money is the sort of means by which people are judged which I really didn't like you know So it's a yardstick of human human success success uh, some people make it it is one of perhaps the yardsticks but it's not the only and certainly not the primary traditionally it is the primary one uh, i mean i've seen people who marry somebody who makes millions but that's not good enough for the parents they should make billions you know it's like <laughs> yeah but the guy's a nice guy you know yes. and millions is enough you know but no we want better for our daughter what money as a means of success is you know that's um, been promoted over the last 100 years hasn't it i mean and, and it's nobody's fault for thinking that owning a Rolls-Royce co covered in gold is actually a good thing mm. uh, even if somebody did think that but it's um you know when you live without money then you actually live the the lifestyle that most people are claiming is what is the right way to live you know yeah without materialism and you know live free and and all that sort of you know s deeply spiritual stuff as long as i have my Rolls-Royce parked in the backyard well it's easy to say it when you have one isn't it I yes mean, yes so i mean everyone's looking uh, for for uh, change and uh, money is always the uh, the central perspective on people's lives but then you know when you reach a certain level in many most people it's like middle age you know you've worked all your life you you get your money you do your job you know you support your family and all that and then you suddenly realize hang on what happened to my life you know what, mm. what was the point in life it wasn't mm. actually to yeah to have kids is is definitely you know part of uh, the biology but you know what what about me and what do i want to do because working isn't isn't you know the, the main thing in life to some people if they've worked all their life it's uh, it's a difficult one and so money you know for me has always been something you pursue so that you can have the right to live and and that's something i rejected also as a as a kid because I was already living in the future where you know we're beyond that. So would you say money is a foundation that everyone needs but only a foundation on which to step on and grow? I mean I think in the first first time in history that it's feasible to have communities and societies that actually don't need money. Mm. Um you mean like exchange things digitally? Perhaps uh, that way not real hand well, ex cash. exchange money is just a 
re representative of exchange. The mm. problem is that if you create, if you replace one exchange system with another, you're going to have the same problems. Mm. Maybe not at first, but mm. Mm. you know, there's some stuff you can do to reduce the amount of damage caused by too much money. And mm. when people look at the world and they see wh where mo where's most of the damage coming from, it's because you know some people have too much money mm. um, and some. Uh, have organizations have mm. too much money, yeah, mm. and mm. that's always a case of you know the min minority have the most and the majority have the least, least, and that's you know that's the old system. But it's not um, it's not so bad, you know. Today, I mean, people still complain about it, but you know, I'd rather it was like that than it was you know a few hundred years ago when you had a king and a lord and a peasant, you know, and, and we were all peasants then. So at least today we have the opportunity to pick up. A so there's some uh, recompense, some level playing field. You look at Branson, for example. I mean, he's mm. actually you know pretty much I wouldn't say a peasant but he's not he's not from you know royal background and and, and hundreds of years ago he would be still uh, working the tilling fields. the soil yeah exactly so you know we, we have come past that where someone like that mm. can actually uh, mm. make money you know and do really well and uh, you know I, I don't necessarily say he's a great guy I don't know him personally but you know it's hard to point your finger and say look at that nasty person he's not a nasty no he's person, not a nasty right? person at all he's a very romantic uh, attractive uh, funny guy yeah and, and he, he I think he's quite aware of his situation you know so, yes yes um, I you started by saying money is a form of exchange and I actually believe you entirely because money is like alternating current unless it's flowing is dead mm, doesn't but mean a, anything if doesn't mean anything if it's stored but yeah. a lot of people have a lot of zeros in their bank accounts true but they live either opulently in the show-off way Maybe or, they, or they live very parsimoniously with one tatty tie and one tatty suit. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think, um, you know, if you go around the world and see all the different ways people can be opulent, mm. um, you know, it really depends on the individual. I know people, where I've been living in Spain, I've mm. actually met people, quite wealthy people. Tell, tell us about them, yeah. The, some of the best people I've met happen to be rich. You know, it doesn't mean that, you know, a lot of people, especially in Newcastle, have this uh, you bloody rich people kind of attitude. And it's like, oh, yeah, like money is the root of all evil Yeah, well, kind of attitude. Well, it kind of can be as well. but it's No, no I'm not saying it is, but some people feel that. Yeah, and it, I can understand that, you know, at some level there's confusion because it's sort of, you know, okay, so some people with a lot of money are not very nice people, maybe. Or and they, some maybe people they, with no money also not nice people. Yeah, exactly. And that's also the thing that, you know, it, it's like... If, if I'm on two sides and, and I have to be a, a diplomat between someone who's rich or let's say the rich community and the poor community, mm. actually most of the insults and violence comes from the poor community. Mm. And if I was on the rich side saying, well, look, guys, um, those guys aren't willing to talk. They're, they're aggressive and they're angry mm. and it's mm. not your fault, but somehow they've got it in their head that it is your fault. Mm. So should we negotiate? And then I, c I wouldn't be surprised if they turn around and said, well, you know what, screw them. Let them be poor, just kick them out. And, and if they did that, then the poor people would be up in arms. There's a lot of corruption in the world and, and a lot of things going wrong. But mm. I think actually people forget that there's a lot of things going right, actually. Even in this time of crisis, mm. you know, banks are, uh, you know, got a bad name right now, but uh, we all use them. We've all used them for hundreds of years now because they work. That's why the banks have become so powerful, because we use them, you know. So people tend to forget their own influence on mm. What are banks there for then? Why do we put our money into banks and why not under mattresses? I don't think I can answer fully, but I mean, firstly, you know, it's hard to steal from a bank. If someone wants to take your money, they can't. So they they're can't like put a, a safe gun. custody. That's one thing. Yeah, yeah. but but I'd rather have it in the bank. Well, traditionally, it's safer. You know, maybe recently it's. But but not. we just said money, if it's not circulating, is useless. 
banks are, uh, you know, they use the money to invest, and, and, and the idea is to make money themselves, which then feeds some of it feeds back to you. Okay. Um, the other thing, Paz, I believe that when money circulates in the real cash terms, it's 10%, and then in America, in 90% of the money is imaginary money that banks lend out and borrow. It's a different ratio I've heard, but yeah, huh. basically that's something people don't generally know. 4% uh -huh. of the world's money, as far as I've heard, something like 4% is actually... Commodity. Is actually based on real... Uh -huh. stuff like yes. gold yes. which is the whole idea yes. I bear I promise to pay the owner yes, of this uh, bill blah yes, blah, blah yes. that's what it says on a pound note that's well. what it's meant to be yes. um, a promissory note yeah mm -hmm. so 96% of the world's money is actually virtual apparently yeah. <laughs> so imaginary imaginary in effect yeah <laughs> okay. I mean it's just a game so you know what what, what it is is um, the Pharaoh of Egypt mm. he's like okay we've got uh, we've got a problem guys um, the, the slaves are upset so let's get our thinking caps on and try and solve it. And one guy came up with a solution and he said, look, uh, we feed the slaves, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. We house the slaves, don't we? Yes. Mm -hmm. And we give them clothing and stuff like that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So he said, look, right, I've got this idea. What we do is we make loads of coins and we give each one, each slave every month, we give them three coins. Mm -hmm. But then we take one back for the food. We take one back for the house. And, and we make take it one into back. taxes. Well, no, they pay rent. They buy yes. food. Yes. Because we feed them now. Why the hell are we feeding them? When they can have the uh, imaginary idea that we, you know, we give them the money, they give us the money back, they feel like they've earned the money and they've spent the money. So, so it gives them the sense of uh, exchange. They're still slaves, but they feel like they're not. Uh, a few basic things that people should keep in mind is that one, um, people who are successful with money don't have a problem. They're, they're, they've been good with money, they've worked hard, they've made money. They saved it. And they've done mm. well with it, and, mm. and that's their responsibility. You mm. know, if somebody else goes and spends a lot of money they don't have, and now they're poor because they're in debt because of X, Y, whose fault is it, you know? Um, the other thing is that if, if a company has loads of money, um, nine times out of ten, in the traditional model, it's because the people have made the, that company powerful. That's what people tend to forget as well. Mm -hmm. So take a small town. You've got two, like Greg's, say, and Milligan's. Okay. And let's not say which one's the most successful, okay. but one of them becomes the most successful because people like their product product more than the other one. Yes, simple yes, as that. yes. Simple as that. And so who's deciding their success? Actually, it's us. People. Mm. Yeah. And we, if we like a particular pasty over another one that's, uh, that's our choice yeah and that's what makes the company powerful not mm. anything else mm. so yeah people don't necessarily like McDonald's um, I, I personally defend it saying well I, I'm not saying McDonald's is great healthy food you know but nobody expected it to be uh, it's actually a huge achievement to have tens of thousands of restaurants in every country around the world mm. it doesn't mean the food's good nobody said it was you mm. know it's, it's called it's, fast it's food convenient for fast, fast people yeah. And you know what? People eat there, and that's why it became the most, uh, you know, powerful restaurant in the so world. So they're they're feeding a need of the human well, species. A lot of fast food companies are, but nobody points the finger at fast food in general. They'll just take the biggest one and blame them. Yeah, yeah, all they've done is do it better than everyone else. So actually, because they're big, let's knock them down. Yeah, and then people target the big one because you know, they're in big. most in most cases, mm. there's some cases where people don't. There's uh, corporations are uh, are a very interesting entity because mm. they. Mm. Uh, We'll mo move into that in a few minutes. They sometimes, yeah, mm -hmm. they, they get away with it sometimes, mm -hmm. being big. Okay. So what is the difference, in, in your view, of being a miser and somebody who saves money for a rainy day and some, I mean... I don't know. I, I don't really... I don't know. I mean... You can be a rich miser, you can be a poor miser. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's I what angling towards. I don't really... Um, I don't know. I mean, most people become rich by being miserly. 
you know, that's being smart with your money, isn't it? I mean, some people are a bit too smart with their money, and they, and they, they have no know. life. Yeah, or they, you know, like for example, um, getting a taxi. You know, mm. it, it's, it's if it takes me three hours to get eight buses, and even if it costs exactly the same in a taxi, but that takes me ten minutes, then I've got, you know, then you're, you're spending time. money but uh, saving time. Yeah, and times in some so cases more valuable <coughs> than money. So, would you say that money really is a power exchange? As, ti as time is, as totally. resources are, as things are. Yeah, and the problem isn't money, the problem is people. Hmm. How, we, how we view money. And, well, no, it's how we use money. How we use money. So if somebody says, oh, uh, money's evil, well, no, it's just the way people use it. It's just yeah. a technology. Money or science or medicine or... Well, or no, money is a kind of science. It's, yes, it's yes. It's economy, it's called... But they have know, no morals, they're not expected, they're amoral in my view. Who's got no morals? Whether it's money or that is, we ascribe morality to it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's people who are immoral or not. Or, yes, so money can't be moral or science can't be moral. It's we yeah. who either make a bomb or make a nuclear reactor. Yeah. It's we humans, who, how we use it. But money became the virus, and this is uh, maybe interesting for any economists out there, that um, you know, if you put an economy stroke ecology metaphor onto it all, mm. what you start to see probably is that money is a virus that infects everything. Mm. It's like no matter what the organism is supposed to do, as soon as money gets involved, it becomes a parasite. It's unfortunate, but it happens in everything. Look at music, the music yes. business. Yes. You know, there's some music which is really popular and makes money great, mm. but the majority of it just makes money and isn't very good. No, and yeah, yes. it's just as, but it makes money because it's easy to sell and it's easy to convince kids mm. or whoever to buy it. Mm. So, you know, but that doesn't make it the best yes. stuff, does it? I mean, so, so, so top of the pops to me, so what? Yeah, but I mean, you know, the top of the pops for the sheep. I I don't care for top of the pops. I like what I like and full stop. Yeah, I mean the British industry is quite decent actually in a lot mm. of ways. But you mm. know that whole commercial radio, commercial this, commercial that. For the most part, if you make something commercial, it becomes uh, cheapened. Uh, you know, strangely enough, you know, it's healthcare. Yeah. Religion. Yeah. Education. Everything. Money dirties things. Clothes. And what it does is it's very simple. Uh, when you actually, in fact. Uh, just to give a, pr a project metaphor, say there's two people, they want to set up a project. One person says, right, we're going to do it for free. So the 20 people that they gather, they're passionate people who want to put their time in for free, who, are, who believe in the project, whereas on the other side, and, and I've had a lot of experiences in real life with this kind mm. of you know, things mm. where other, because I always did things for free, and I always did things um, that, that were... Because you enjoyed them, because you passion. believed in them. Yeah, yeah. so passion yeah. is a currency as well, and that's mm. the currency mm. I prefer to use, mm. but... You get a much better project, uh, everybody feels a lot better, blah, blah, blah. But on the other side, um, I've met people who are doing projects which have some similarities with mine, but they started out with a lot of money. So all they do is attract parasites. Um, you know, They're lucky if they have one good-hearted person in their team, mm. frankly. And uh, one of the reasons is potentially that they you know, went out with money, and uh, money attracts um, parasites, money attracts flies. Mm. So it's just one example of you know, as soon as something starts to be profitable, um, it attracts a different style of people. Well, people who want to make money out of it, and, mm. and you know th that's um, unfortunate in a sense because uh, you know the value of something financially shouldn't be a value of it in terms of its quality mm. or its internal uh, qualities, human satisfier, soul satisfier. Yeah, well, depending what it is, yeah, schooling mm. or mm. you know important things like schooling or, or whatever shouldn't be uh, based on money. Ninety percent of the research in the world is done for somebody who's going to make profit out of it. Well, Nobody's yeah. going to pay you to make something that reduces your sales. Well, the so-called National Health Service is a national sickness service. It's and sickness drugs needs drugs, as you quite rightly point out. And drugs are recycled so that they make more money. 
and there are people all over the world who are doctors but who also have shares in drug companies now how yeah. how <laughs> moral is that well there's no morality when it comes to money it's you know that's something people need to wake up and uh, realize you know that you can sit and point your finger and say oh the big drug companies are oh, the warmongers mm -hmm. mm -hmm. let's be honest right? for the defense uh, quite rightly we point out the defense industry yeah these are industries right so one is one is war one is uh, uh, drugs the point is that uh, these are mega industries because we all need those things right? okay, well we made these monsters if they're yeah. monsters and dangerous and powerful and viral We've made them. Well, you could say that, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but it's not necessarily always us. I mean, if you look at something like uh, military, nobody goes out and says, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll invest in, in war today. Nobody does that. Nobody wants war, really, you know. Uh, but not, it's convenient to have a war. Well, it's not convenient. It's more that this industry is so big that there's it's no stopping it. Yeah, there's no yeah, stopping yeah. It, it's like a monster. It's like a tsunami. One example I give is, you know, dinosaurs. So, you know, it's very simple. And, and it, an ecology can only support dinosaurs to a certain point. Mm. There needs to be so much food under them. You know, Masses the of food chain yeah. needs mm. to be mm. particularly. It's particularly fragile to be something that is massive. You know yes. that's why we don't have massive organisms around today because mm. we just can't support. They them. couldn't support. They, they died out. Right. Mm. So um, it, that's going to happen with our big corporations because mm. they're basically these dinosaurs. They're really old. They're really big. Not all of them are old. Like Microsoft's what twenty, thirty years. It's not that old compared to, um, you know, General Motors, for example, or, or someone... Ford, uh, all these massive yeah, corporations. Or military. Rockwell. Mil Militaries are even bigger. You or know, Kellogg's so. or yeah. Aramco and all these companies. Yeah, so the older stuff, yeah. So food is a, is a massive one as well, mm. of course. Mm. And, um, but if you look at these uh, organizations who, uh, who start up, the, you know, they're, they're basically just a... Something that makes a lot of money, mm. um, it's hard to manage. You've got uh, a million, well, not a million people directly. Thousands of stocks. Tens stock of thousands of people working for you. you know, for stocks and shares yeah, and all that kind of pressures. Lots of families depending on you. Mm. You've got stockholders and all mm. that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So each one has a, has a system and you know, it wouldn't be able to survive without a very well-engineered mm. system. So mm. McDonald's, for example, I'd like to see somebody go and start a restaurant chain that ended up with you know, literally tens of thousands and, and still maintains some level of quality. Mm. By the way, anyone who's listening to this and say, what do you mean quality? Well, you know, you haven't eaten in McDonald's recently, so, you mm. know, you don't know, uh, I'm sure. Because if you did, you'd say, well, you know, it might be too salty, there might be sugar in the bread, but it's still quality meat, it's still quality production. Mm -hmm. Considering they've got, you know, 100,000, 100, mm. whatever, mm. stores around the world. So, um, so you can be huge and still maintain quality. I think so. And I think also that, you know, there are companies that are massive that may be, you know, people say, oh, Google, they know too much about you. Or Microsoft, I don't know what people complain about with Microsoft, but, oh, we don't like it, so okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but then there are other companies like Apple that people defend, even though Apple are, you know, one of the most horrible, uh, you know, companies when it comes to the way they treat their customers, the way they treat their partners, mm. stuff like that. They have a lot of problems. Well, Apple is all right for duffers like me because I don't no, have to go under the product is excellent under the bonnet. I don't have to understand. I just use no, it. and the products are excellent. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. Mm. I don't. I'm not a big uh, Apple supporter, really. I do like their phones, and I've used them for a while. And I, mm. I really do like them. Mm. But um, you know, their company practices are horrendous. My point was that um, you know, why is it that one company can be defended by people for acting horrendously, mm. whereas another one, which isn't actually doing that much wrong, to be honest, is mm. actually getting most of the stick.
Maybe one company is more sly, one company is more slick, maybe one company understands well, people better. Apple's a good one because they understand how to manipulate people better and mm -hmm. they do. They go out there like acting like a religion. So let's use Apple as the corporation that we'll talk about because we are meant to be well, talking about Well, let's, let's use a comparison, Apple yes. and Microsoft. Fine, you know? good, great, wonderful. Because this isn't about the computers, so anybody out there who's you know supporting what they own, I uh, don't need to know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I support. You're talking both. about the style of business management. Yeah, and I support both. Just so you know, anyone mm -hmm. out there who's technologically minded, I mean, I, I use both, mm -hmm. and I, I'm happy with both. Mm -hmm. I don't I have my own preferences, but you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, what are the different styles as they manage people or the customers? Well, Apple do a great job in terms of making people feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And they do, like, for example, hire creative thinkers who make uh, brilliant um, brilliant stuff, like so the, the iPhone, like it or not, is a very successful design. Mm. The Apple Store, like it or not, is an ex exceptionally well thought mm -hmm. out store. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, brilliant, really. Mm -hmm. um, so they hire the right people. And, um, you know, Steve Jobs was a bit of a hard ass. Um, mm. But, you know, the, the the way they do stuff is they go out and they um, kind of lie and they, they cheat and they... Mm -hmm. um, try and you know they, they have bad business practices basically they mm -hmm. steal other people's ideas mm -hmm. and then they claim that they invented everything and so you know their group of people uh, become sheeple so to speak and they're the masters at that actually most apple users it's a new word about sheeple yeah people is, who are sheep yeah and uh, you know it's like androids uh, mm -hmm. mentality like or religious zealots you know mm -hmm. this kind of metaphor sheeple yeah sheeple so they're actually more successful by formulating an, an audience of sheeple and in a way, they're, they're, to some extent, they're right. What they're saying is, look, computing's getting more complex. We're mm -hmm. going to make it less complex so mm -hmm. that you can mm -hmm. get on with what you're doing, which mm -hmm. is, which I do appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing wrong with that sort of method of design, but when it comes down to, uh, you know, the, the, the way that they market it and the, the lies and the, the, the corporate practices they have and mm -hmm. the way that they, they monopolize and they, they act like the PCs are the bad ones, but they're um, twice as bad in the background. So that's worse for me. It's more like uh, it's more like the Pope going out and preaching peace and then raping children. You know, mm. and that's mm. that's the kind of Apple approach, mm. and everybody defends them blindly because they don't know anything about computers. They're just like, oh, I bought an Apple because I don't want to think about computers, mm. but they're the best computers. And it's like, well, who told you that Apple? I mean, come on, guys. You know, mm. I mean, it's not it's not true. In in actual fact, you know, Apple are starting to build some very, very nice hardware as it happens for a change. You know, it's been a long time they haven't. So I'm not, you know, one way or another. So I'm just saying that, you know, people believe whatever they're told by Apple. Mm. Whereas other companies like Google, now Google have become one of the biggest. They're up against Microsoft. They're not bothering to compete with Apple. They're, well, they are actually nowadays in some ways, but they're more focused on the information industry. Um, which is the new uh, economy. People it's in the economy. Instead of a Ford factory line making cars, you're collecting information. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's something actually, just a bit of a digression here, mm -hmm. but people should understand that money isn't the real economy, and economists should also be thinking, you know, the banks and all that stuff, come on, that's like modern politics. It's mm -hmm. just a game. That, that's not real. Mm -hmm. They're just shaking something in front of us people to keep us distracted from the real mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. So what the real economy is, is, well, not even just information, but it's attention. So what attention is, is who are you thinking about? Mm -hmm. What are you thinking about? What's that's, in your mind? Yeah. What is resonating in your brain? That, yeah. So collectively, what they're doing is harvesting our attention and the more people thinking about you, the more successful you are. That's the real 
underground isn't trick. that a bit like facebook twitter with people following you how many I don't think so, how many <laughs> no we, there's some relationship between mm. that and you know mm. attention economy but i just mm. meant that so attention economy that's, that's the attention marketplace you could say that yes mm -hmm. so actually it's a good point you make there actually because it means that the attention economy is now trickling down to, to everybody to lowest so we can create our own attention yes. we, we are the lowest in the food chain we can become famous and as well. we can become famous at a local level yeah so but this also leads us on to something interesting because mm. what are people famous for let's be honest um for contributing to society i'd love to see that sometimes famous for that so for example there's the odd people like branson maybe or you know i can't think of many examples mm. because there's always the dark sides of all of those examples dyson well i'm choosing british people purposely yeah it's uh, dyson um, did really well here based on British engineers and then moved then move to, China. to China so, yes so but you know it's a mixed bag and you know would you have done the same thing in the same place you don't know, you mm. know nobody knows what mm. it's like but he want. invented something great and good owned it good made it and put it out like Dell like the yeah, brothers and he made his money and he was successful I mean, mm. it's great mm. you know mm. good for him um, I guess uh, you know Branson also did things well and has stayed in touch with the people as far as I understand mm. he's kept his heart open for mm. the most part and he's you know He's one of those people I can respect, you know, mm. um, quite easily. Um, These are corporations like Prince Charles is another corporation called Royalty. Yeah, it's a corporation. Yeah. It's just a corporation. No, it's just a tourist country industry. is a corporation. That's something people don't really know normally. You know mm. that the British nation itself is actually a corporation. Well, it's a sovereignty, and then that uh, I don't know all the details, but uh, you know somebody else out there, you know, you can Google for that. Look at look at sort of just Google is Britain a corporation, and you'll find <laughs> a lot of information about it. Mm. When you uh, when you become uh, a national uh, a citizen of Britain, you become sort of an employee. They mm. take we, we'll, we'll talk that in the next half about nationality and identity. That's oh, such a major topic. Yeah. But it is true that uh, when you are in a company, I mean, what is a corporate? What is a company? Um, the courts say it's a person. Well, legally, a company is a person. Yeah. Now, what do you mean it's a person? Well, uh, Kellogg's is not a person. No. Microsoft is not a person. Yeah. No, but they have the same legal rights. That's what they mean. How can that be? They don't marry. They don't produce children. They don't feel. They don't get ill. They don't get wounded. They don't even get taxed. I don't think that's even any. They do get taxed actually, they, uh, and they do get wounded. And you know, these things do happen. It's yeah, just but com compared to what the, the lowest rung person gets taxed, they get away with hell and murder. Um, I don't necessarily think they do. I think sometimes they do, and um, people tend to. It's kind of like saying uh, a few blacks uh, robbed my granny hmm. uh, so, all, so all blacks, blacks are, you know and hmm. I think people say that a lot I've had people say to me oh anyone who works in a corporation is a bastard and I'm like what are you saying no 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 it's about? people That's who so make ridiculous. a no no people make a corporation but once you enter the corporation I believe you drop your soul outside and you drop your humanity it you depends on the corporation I think hmm. you know but there's two sides to that one is People don't often have that much humanity in the first place. Okay. They go and work whatever job so they can go home, get drunk with their friends. Let's be honest. That's what most people. But like, it's it's, it's like about, a, you know? it's like me and go go and work in Saudi for five years and come back. But what what? It's like working in a place where I can't tolerate one iota. It's partially the people who work there. It's you know what do you do your job for? Well, I just need some money and I'll do whatever I mm. can. So. Whatever it takes. Yeah. So you know that's cool and everything, but then don't complain when corporations are soulless. You know. Yes, that's what they are. Monsters, we, we, because mm -hmm. that's what you're creating as a whole. Actually, the people create the corporation. And that's, you know, people don't take responsibility for that. They, they love to point the finger, oh, the government this, well, you know, oh, well, okay, the government. But, but it's like blaming this. Hitler for everything. It's the yeah. soldiers there. Yeah, but it wasn't Hitler that was actually uh, wrong in that case. Uh, it was one person having that much power was the mm. problem. So who gave him the power? The people? Well, actually, yes. 
So it's not just so who's Hitler. to blame, actually? The people more than Hitler, well, I think. For me, it's the system. It's, mm. You know, these things are systemic. And again, like, you know, like my whole work is about changing the system so mm. these things don't happen. That's so uh, how does that co-code that the computer, your intimate relationship with computers helps you look at the things systemically? Uh, Expand on that. Well, because, you know, when we, so when we talk about the system, um, the system is made up of many layers, you know, mm. financial, um, in the real world, you've got things like government, you've got things like companies, uh, you've got royalties, uh, social systems, you've got, you know, we drive on the left, all these kind of things yeah, yeah, are yeah. part of the system. Yes, part of the culture. And, and on a computer, mm. it's the same uh, in many ways. You've got, you know, uh, I, I equate power, electricity to money, mm -hmm. but in a computer, you can't have... All the electricity being hoarded in one part. No, you can't. Computer. It has to flow. It doesn't work like that. Mm. You have to provide as much mm. power for everyone to do everything they mm. need to do as mm. efficiently as possible mm. and not waste. Mm. That's the model of a computer. So, actually, it's very interesting to compare the two uh, because you a get a lot of ideas from one and uh, one and the other. But you b it's also about giving people the idea that hang on, if we can manipulate something as complex as a computer. We can reprogram it if we want to. We can learn how to do that. Mm. How come we can't do the same with society? What's so damn complex about society that we can't start doing that? And actually, there's nothing stopping us. It's us is, is it that us. microchips listen to us and micro people don't? No, I, I just think people haven't come up with it yet. I mean, that's my whole big So it's beyond the horizon to think like that? Yeah. So you were saying that social engineering, what is social engineering? Social engineering is something that usually was in the hands of people who designed the country or, you know, the super powerful, basically, you know. Look so it's like a king saying, this is my kingdom, I yeah. want the boundary wall yeah. there, yeah. And, slaves and will live And they would here. look at what's going on in the country, they would have advisors and they try and make the best decisions yeah. on how to expand I'm the I'm thinking empire. of a monarch with lots yeah. of departments, yeah, like that's Akbar, Akbar or someone like yeah. that in India, emperor. Yeah, emperors, yeah. How, where, where shall I extend my boundary, so where shall I conquer and all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. That's mm -hmm. all social engineering, you know. So, so like, that's an old form of social engineering. That's the origin of it. Yeah. So that's that's why we have a bad taste in our mouth when we think of social mm. engineering because mm. it's usually done by people who we may or may not agree with. Mm. Uh, but mm. then, you know, my whole work was about creating a platform for a sort of open source alternative social engineering. Mm. You know, so it basically means look, uh, actually, in any city, you will find people. If you find the right people, you could do anything. When you say open source, um, like in Unix, Linux, it's the same thing. That's like everyone contributes. Linux is probably the most famous piece of open so source. It, so it is like a transparent system. It means that it's open. Yeah, you yeah, can the see. The bonnet is open, and everyone can everyone see what's can happening see in the carburetor, yeah. spark plug, everything yeah. is. You can have a blueprint if you want. You can yes, have it. Yes, you know, yes. It's not hidden. It's not it. copyrighted. It's not trademarked. Yeah, exactly. So everyone has uh, access to it. Yeah. And then you're using everyone's energy. Yeah, well, everyone can uh, contribute as much or as little as or they, want, as they you know? want or can. And that becomes very complex, actually, because mm. it sounds good in the beginning. And, you know, I started this work 10 years ago. Mm. Um, and, you know, you've got to understand that it's almost like single-handedly trying to design a, a, or redesign the computer. It's, it's a huge job. Mm. And that's why I'm one of the very few people who actually has managed to do something like that in any way successfully, because it's mm. actually extremely complex. People underestimate mm. just how difficult that actually mm -hmm. is. Mm because you need to talk to hundreds and hundreds of different types of people, organizations, understand them all. Uh, you need to say, well, hang on, if you need this uh, resource and this variable is like this and da 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 then you need to maybe, hey, what about this? Then you, if we did it like this, then you'd save power, you'd get this, mm -hmm. you'd get that, and everyone wins, and we'd reduce the power. So isn't it like many systems working in, in a larger system, That's like many solar systems? Yeah. 
be if you're not into computers because computers is a great metaphor for that mm, because yes, that's yes, how it is yes. you know you open a computer it's made up of several chips and a screen and a button uh, you know, which is like a microcomputer in its own right yeah so so that's one metaphor that's why I use that metaphor because it's right, you know right, it's right, very right. very, it very powerful metaphor okay. yeah and you can you can philosophize about it the social computer that's my big revelation back in 2001 mm. I think it was in 2000 I came up with that idea next thing I knew I was presenting at the European Commission I was 25 and uh, the next thing I knew, the whole conference practically was like buzzing about it, and everyone was like, "Wow, we've got to do this! We've got to do this!" And so where was this? Where did you? In uh, Denmark, that was. Which year? 2002. How old were you? 25. <laughs> and uh, did you go in a three-piece suit and a bow tie? No, I went uh, just dressed like I normally would, oh. uh, which is a powerful way of doing things because people would normally think, "Oh, you're talking to the European Commission; you should go in a suit." And it's like, well, a I've got non-standard stuff to say, and if they're not willing to hear it on the value of the stuff I'm saying, then mm. they're idiots, let's be honest. If they're mm. going to look at my suit and say, oh, I love what you're saying, but why are you wearing jeans, then they're actually an, uh, you know, an idiot. And, and sorry, mm. but you know, even at that level, they're not that stupid. So you don't like sheeples at all? No, and I'll purposely <laughs> go out. But then, you know, it's actually been successful to do it like that, because what happens is the most intelligent people in the room say, Wow, and he's doing me. that mm, while that wearing jeans. Who's that kid? Yes. What, what, yeah. He's got balls, mm. you know, th and they like that. They love it because they're like, you know, I'm sick of suits coming in and talking to me about pre-prepared presentations. Mm. I love the way you say suits coming in without the human inside. Yeah, but that's what it is. That's literally <laughs> what it is. I mean, you Clothes know, walking around. So I get up on stage <laughs> like I'm doing now. I, I didn't prepare anything, by the way. I didn't mm. write anything down. Mm. I'm just making it up as I go along. Mm, mm. And when I give a talk, I do the same. And what that does is it, it makes people in the audience wake up. And you they're know. like, suddenly, oh, there's a performance. Uh, actually, somebody's talking from their heart. They actually know what they're talking about. They're making it up as they go along. People think that you should wear a suit or that you should go with a conventionalization. Mm. But actually, you know, if you know what you're saying, then you're actually better off not doing that. Because, uh, And I'll tell you why. Because right now, I, I got right up to the military level. I got right up to presidential level. I haven't spoken to Obama, but I've spoken to advisors to Prime Minister. Like what kind of advisors? Well, I'm not going to go into names. Just give me the role, not, not the name. Well, one role was a designer of the information warfare strategy for... Information or warfare strategy? For a nation, yeah. And this is probably about the brightest person you're ever going to meet mm. in your life. Mm. You know, these mm. people are, like, mm. incredibly yes, intelligent. Yes, yes, otherwise they wouldn't be there. No, and it's an extremely uh, difficult job. Let's just focus on that for a second. Mm. What is information warfare? Well, people try to bring down the enemy government using, uh, you know, breaking down the internet or things like that that's heavy heavy war games type stuff you know and this is at a military level right so this guy honestly he was giving a presentation and i was just amazed because i was like wow someone's talking like i do about the information mm. the life of information mm. different kinds of organismic informations mm -hmm. within a space because this was mm -hmm. one of the topics i was dealing mm. with and i was like wow somebody else is doing that shit that's great <laughs> um so I tapped him on the shoulder said oh can i have a chat with you so mm. i'm sure he didn't look at me and say where's your suit he said oh sure yeah you know? yeah yeah the next day, he'd seen me talking to quite a lot of people. So he came to me, he grilled me for half an hour, and by the end, he was like, wow, you really thought of everything. Which, for me, was like, great. So you resonated with each other quite easily. Well, I wouldn't say that. It's just that he understood what I was saying, mm. and he had the top level of, of uh, questions to ask, and I, and I handled it, and mm. I managed it. Half an hour of grilling. Mm. That's pretty... Uh, I should be pretty impressed with myself for that. But, you know, I said, oh, well, okay, great. What it means is that, uh, you know, I, I don't have validators for this kind of work, because... Yes. They just aren't there. They just aren't there. Mm. I mean, I've never met people who, who can validate it. So I've gone out there, I've looked for them, and, mm. you know, and I found, eventually I found them all, I think. So, you know, I'm ready. Talking to these people um, not only has inspired you, I guess, but uh, validated you. Uh, but do you need validation? In the last program, you said uh, what other people say. I listen. Oh, but that's. But I don't okay. get value from them. Okay, there's two sides. One is when you're a kid, don't 
limit yourself to what other people think. That's mm. great, you know, and, and, and yeah, that's true. So in that respect, I don't need validation. But there's a big difference between that and employing, because my, my device, my idea, the project, the, the social computer, computer, if you know that that's what you do, mm. getting validation from a military, national, you know, information warfare strategist mm. is extremely important that, that to me. That it is, yes. Because I, if I'm going to put that out there, I need it to be done properly, because, you know, you're talking about dangerous piece of technology if it's in the wrong hands you know it can be abused absolutely easily absolutely so i've designed it very mu very much it's about the bottom up and so on but let, let's be, be honest what i'm talking about is a is a device that uses the metaphor of gaming and computing mm. to empower the people to run the society the way they want inside a box so they're not actually dealing with the real society they're doing it inside a box so it's separate from the real thing mm. what that does is give people the opportunity to have complete freedom to do what they want and when they come out with results, it's very difficult for the governments and the companies and so on. Even if they don't like it, they're going to have to follow it because the people want it. And that's what the people have forgotten, that we are the ones with the power collectively, but we're not empowered. So, so what this does is it empowers people. It gives them, you know, now you've got no excuses. If you want to sit around and complain that the corporations, blah, 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 well, do that. But the rest of us are going to go and try and fix it because, you know, we actually want to see change. We're not mm. just... Noise and moaning, yeah, because mm. most people are just moaning, they're yeah, cowards, yeah, yeah. they don't want to do anything about it, you know. And it's uh, politically correct to just moan instead of take a step. I don't know if it's politically correct, I think it's just easier as an individual. It's like uh, believing in a, in a, in a religion, uh, a religious message that isn't your own, mm. whereas every prophet and every god says, find your own relationship mm. with, mm. and then you're like, oh, tell me what to think. Well, you, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, you, you, you can't be led and be a leader. I don't believe you can be spiritual by listening to other people's words mm. and accepting them. You have to find I your think, own. I think that's what all the prophets said, mm. all of them. So, mm. you know, go and read your books again and see what they meant. Because mm. what they were trying to say was you have to find your own way. It's like the same sort of thing. We've grown up like sheeple. Uh, religion is successful because people are sheeple. Uh, uh, corporations have been successful because people are sheeple, not the other mm. way around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not that we can point our finger and say, oh, the bloody corporations no, and no, media no. are controlling mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. No, we are easy to control, and that's our yes. fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are that's very gullible. Yeah. We are we're, very weak. We're, we're lazy and cowardly. That's Intellectually, we are hypocritical. Societies are We are lazy. scared. Yeah. Scared. Well, that's the key word. You know. So really what's happening is people are, they just don't know any different. They need somebody to lead them. So then, for example, somebody comes like Martin Luther King mm. or Gandhi or whatever. And mm. what they do is they say what's right and they say it with conviction. They say, you know what, nothing's going to stop me. And mm. because they have that superhuman ability. Belief and... Uh, yeah, it's the superhuman conviction. belief system that gives them the conviction mm. to do it. Mm. And so other people say, you know, I don't have that, but I totally agree with this person. Mm. So they're going to follow that person. And, mm. for and me, a change can happen. Yeah, and for me, in a sense, you know, I'm not far from that that role, but I don't agree with that role. I'm not going to go and march and have millions of people say, no, Prize, you're right, you're right, mm. let's follow him. And then everyone says, oh, that guy, uh, Prazism or something like that. No, I've Prazism. You see, uh, like... <laughs> Two words, sheepism and Prazism. You know, like, oh, oh you, you read Malcolm X, you read this guy, you read that guy, and there's an ism about it. Well, mm. you know, no. Uh, so you can take from them. Well, which, uh, all that stuff's happened, you know, and it's mm. good to take from them, whatever, mm. I mean, mm. but... The point is that I don't want to go out there, write a book, and, and, and be the big speaker that everyone has to say, oh, wow, that guy's clever, or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm actually designing a system which is then going to be implemented in cities so that it's actually going to make a real-world difference, a real-world difference mm -hmm. to people who would never go and pick up my book and read it, who would never you know, be interested to watch a documentary channel where I might be on talking about this or mm -hmm. listen to a show like mm -hmm. this or whatever. It's too esoteric for many people. Most people wouldn't 
be interested in wouldn't identify with it or you no. know and, and so if you do something right people won't know you've done anything at all and and the way to do that is to take those policies that you know you've discovered those methodologies and make something concrete not just write a book not just mm. have a march uh, but actually make a new kind of building that every city can have that does implement this mm. process mm. Uh, so anyway back to the point that we were talking about corporations right I think you'd said that uh, there's a lot in the news about uh, corporations yes, being Mitt people. Yes, Romney said corporations are people. Yeah. And there's a huge amount of blogs and YouTube, right. and there's a lady whose name I forget, who said they don't marry, they don't have children. Yeah, but what kind of people are they then? That's the answer <coughs> to ask yourself. If a corporation's a person, then they're a person with no moral responsibility, yes. with no social responsibility. Yeah. It's like and, a machine. Yeah, and it's it's someone who's obsessed with money, yeah. who doesn't give a shit about anyone else. Mm. Not yeah. all corporations are like that, but the big corporations are. The bigger, the so, more dangerous it becomes. Yeah. So like what, you said, like a dinosaur. So so let's say their, their example's true. So what we have is uh, some bully corporation. Mm. And let's say the biggest bullies on the planet are not Microsoft, mm. and they're not, you know, Apple, mm -hmm. and these mm -hmm. guys are, are small fry, you mm. know. Uh, the real people you should be looking at if you're, if you're wondering, uh, you know, what kind of people are these corporations? Well, look at the military industry, look at the oil industry. Food, uh, petrochemical, food, yeah. the pharmaceutical. Pharmaceutical, yeah. These are the, the big bullies the big of the planet. Mm. And they're all hanging around with each other behind the scenes, mm. saying, oh, look, a new president, whatever. Let's just make sure he doesn't say anything. And if he does, we're going to shoot him and his family. And, you know, so there's no way you can stop war because there's a bunch of bullies. Uh, sitting behind the White House in mm. the underground bunker. That's their industry. That's their job. That's, the, the, that's what their fathers did. That's mm. what their fathers' fathers did. And mm. everyone's proud about their industry, let's be honest. Fishermen, hey guys, fish are going to be extinct. Oh, but I really love fishing. That's all I know. Well, tough, mm. tough, tough. There's no more. What are you going to do about it? You know, uh, oh, my father was a warmonger. <laughs> you know, my father's father was a warmonger. Hey guys, let's stop doing it. Well, hang on a minute, mate. Or oh, half the taxes are spent on our war, war machines and uh, you know if we don't build new bombs who's going to work in the fact you know why what are we going to do with all our research yes. facilities yes, a whole people who industry work for a whole country a whole constitution yeah actually by the way america is the most successful capitalist country in the world so mm. that's why they get the the, the, the knock for it. Yeah. but yeah. that doesn't mean that they're the worst or blah blah you know they they're run by gangsters that's a fact you know the rockefellers and all these guys the mm. people the kennedys you know where do you think they made their money mm. from drugs mm. from alcohol from being gangsters, so mm. you know that's why uh, the culture remains. That's why America's like that, yeah, mm. because it's a, it's the Wild West, you know. There, there are a bunch of uh, they're still conquering the Wild West. Yeah, they're still thinking like that in gold rush and all that. You know, America's mm. still in a gold rush, but this is a different <laughs> kind. So, you know, that's why we all point the finger because they've actually advanced much further than the rest of, for example, Europe. Uh, Europe's more mature; it's more old-fashioned, so it's not going to make the same kind of mistakes. It's not like the young greedy, uh, ruthless son who will go out without responsibility. That's what America's become, basically. But, you know, it's, it's nobody's fault. They've, they've been super successful, that's why, you know. They, so it's a runaway success and that has its own issues. Yeah, and, and that's also a thing people sort of complain about. Are oh, the corporations, oh, capitalism, well actually, you know, let's not, let's not forget that the reason these models are so so prevalent is because they've been successful. Yes, yeah. otherwise, yeah, otherwise they would just die out. And it's like cars as well. Like you know, um, before people realize that if everybody drives a car, you're going to get pollution, you're going to get acid mm. rain or whatever. Mm. Um, the car was an amazing thing, mm. you know, and we all loved it. That's why. That's why we all have cars. So, so it's super successful. Yeah, and, and that has its own issues. Yeah, and then people always complain now because they don't they don't see the bigger picture. They're like, well, hang on, mm. it's our responsibility. You mm. know, you can't point your finger at 
uh, I can't say that word, sorry, um, <laughs> it, it knobs like um, Mitt Romney who yes. are just saying actually the truth in a way. Mm. You know, a corporation is a person. It's just an insane, sociopathic, self-centered, profit-orientated, mm. nasty person.